Hello, everyone. What's up, guys? Hold on, Nate, for episode 12 of Comic Newbies. Yes. Are oh, you so excited? Because <laughs> I am. You're excited. I can't be excited, man. You can be excited if you want. <sighs> Breathing so loud. All right, this week in episode 12. <laughs> crazy stuff to talk about. You're crazy, dude. We have the influences and the essential premise of the comic book of the Golden and Silver Age comics. Yes, sir. Um... <laughs> what? Why are you laughing, dude? Nothing, dude. It's silver and golden, or is it golden and silver? No, I don't what know. What came first? I think it's golden first, right? I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> We're also going to be talking about um, the toxic fan base, Nate. Um, you touched base with uh, Jaden Cruz, I believe. Yes. Um, and he shout out to Jaden. He gave us this topic. We're just gonna we're just gonna skate the surface, but then um, hopefully in the future episode we'll get him on here to like to actually talk about this yeah ridiculous situation this, this crazy. thing yeah so called air quotes fan base yeah fan base. Lastly, since it is what's today's date? Today is the eleventh. The eleventh of February. February. We're heading into the Valentine's Day week, and we are going to talk about love interest and comics, discussing the love stories through many comic book runs. You don't sound excited. Not really. But we're also talking about... What's wrong with you, dude? (laughs) Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. The week review, man. What are you you reading right now? uh... Well, I'm, I'm reading a big pocket of Future State. Um, I picked up a lot of Future State, maybe a little bit too much. Uh, some of it is hit or miss, to be honest. Um, Not too good? I mean, to be honest, I like Future State, some of it. I like uh, the new Batman's cool. Um, Justice League is pretty dope. Teen Titans is pretty good. But Superman, the new Superman is meh. And I still got to read Dark Detective. That was kind of interesting. The second one, the yeah. second issue came out, or I don't Last know when week, it came out, like two weeks ago, I think. But um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I really, I really gotta kind of make my way. I through don't it. know what he is. Dark detective. Yeah, so it's Bruce Wayne, futuristic. That's the only thing I don't like about Future State. It's it's all. Yeah, I think coming into it, I, I should have known that it's basically trying to seek future. But I spoke to um, either Rob, Rob at uh, Comics and Stuff, Chula Vista. Sure. Yeah, the guy who does the pull list. But he was just saying how like they're it's not really competing. They're just trying something new, seeing where it goes. And I mean, you don't have to read every little thing unless you're a super fan because they have Green Lantern, Swamp Thing, Wonder Woman. They have different uh, future states. I really wanted to to Cora uh, Zorro. This future state of hers, but yeah, I can't find it. I don't even know who that is. That's Supergirl. I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just testing the see. You're a liar, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know her name is Supergirl. Okay, uh, she's part of the new Justice League. Oh, and you, all of a sudden, you know who Cora's around is now. <laughs> okay, uh, dude. Despite not reading the latest Firepower, I've managed to catch up. Okay. So I just, I read that too actually because of you, but because of me, whatever, dude. 
Uh, I managed to catch up. I honestly, it's really interesting. Uh, Kirkman is, and whoever was illustrating the whole the whole run so far. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, all the little flashbacks that Owen has, just by looking at a butterfly about his past life before. Is he Asian? I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> it it's good that if you invest your time in it, yeah, it's really good. I I mean I don't know where you are, that's why I can't really speak about it right now. Number two. Okay, you're screwed if I keep talking about it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, decorum yeah. also as well. I know that you read number one. I did. That was pretty interesting. Jonathan Hickman, holy shit, sci-fi and comics. That's all I can say. Uh, who illustrated that shit? Uh, Mike Huddleston. He um, really gets really in depth with the story. Like it's yeah, it's very detailed. It's almost like a book. Sim- it's when you when you think about it in your head, you got like crazy cinematic views. Yeah, with every the artwork, uh, description of planets, the uh, prequel or not prequel the people. The, what do you call it? The wherever Pro- prologue. Yeah, wherever shit that shit started. Yeah, like pretty, pretty much the origin. Um, yeah, like I said, cinematic feel. So good. Recommend it. Yeah, and I still got to catch up on uh, King and Black. Uh, there was a lot that released last week and this week. And I also have to, uh, what, what was that? Oh, I just picked up Shang-Chi. Oh, you did pick I up did. Shang-Chi. So um, next week we'll, we'll find out how it is. Dude, what else am I fucking reading? I know you read a lot. So, yes. Well, no, I fucking had like nine or ten comics that I picked up. High Republic, bro, remember? Dude, High Republic, man. I'm totally on that train because you pushed fucking me on High there. Republic. Well, it's like my it's like personal, so I don't really talk about it. It's more about for me. <laughs> it's personal. You know, I mean, I love, Does it the, make you I cry? love you, audience, but <laughs> Does man, it make you it's cry like, at night or something? It's just so... For me, it's like my personal diary. It's like your baby. Yeah, let's just say that. And then uh, I picked up some Daredevil. I didn't. Dude, issue two is very hard to find. I, I'm trying to get on that Is run. there a first appearance in that one? Or? No, no, it's no first, period, first appearance. But it's from one, two, and three. So apparently it didn't do well. Uh, so I don't know. Who wrote Daredevil? Ramona? Ramona? I don't remember. Ramona? I don't know, dude. <laughs> what do you want me to tell you? I don't know. Use your kid at this. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that's our um, little week in review. I have a lot of comics to catch up on. I got Man Bat. I got, I got Man Bat. <laughs> Can you give us a little synopsis of what Man Bat is? I have it ready. <laughs> okay. I, have a, I got Radiant Black. Got two copies of Radiant Black. Firepower is number eight, which I haven't touched yet. Didn't you finish Philadelphia? Philadelphia, dude. I got your number the... twelve. Holy shit, man! Whoever hasn't, if you haven't read Philadelphia, you guys, you need to. Yeah, Ronnie Barnes is a genius. If you're a fan of Boondocks, all, you... all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Nate has a lot to talk about. Ronnie yes, I've I, I followed the let. Colin is my master, <laughs> and they follow everywhere he tells me to go. Fucking, fucking shadow. You know what? You're in my shadow, Grimace. <laughs> Thanos Grimace. You're a Krumpus. 
Krampus. Yeah, the shadow of Santa Claus. Santa Claus is that? Did you even say it right? San- Santa Claus. Moving forward. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go into our first segment. The influences of the Golden Age. I have a lot. I have a fucking crazy background. Oh, I know. Go ahead and drop the background. <sighs> okay, but starting off, uh, obviously, the Golden Age. I'm gonna be as accurate as I can be possible. No, go ahead. Um, the premise of the comic book in okay, okay, a lot of shit going through my head right now. Anyways, uh, I'm gonna start. Obviously, usa, usa, this was usa. during the Great Depression, which began in 1929, ended in 1933. A lot of the comic books were to make people happy, cheer them up. One in every four American at the time was without a job. That sounds very. Uh, so like this today. this was their shit, man. I'm sorry, it's history, just real history repeating itself. But fuck, man. Yes. Um, for a lot of the people, it was a highlight of their day. Mm-hmm. Was the comic book strip or comics in general? I mean, I don't know how it was back then. Five years later. 1934, DC was around, um, creating action comics uh, with, in 1938, the first appearance of Superman. Um, mind you, before all this, this was, the comic book strip was around in 1912, 1914, dating back to, these are unfamiliar Strips, Buck Rogers, Captain Easy, Tarzan, Popeye, uh, Count Screwloose. Unfamiliar. So the only yeah. the only people that I or the only characters that I recognize would be Tarzan and Popeye. And Superman, your favorite. Fuck Superman. Oh, my God, such a hater. Despite Superman, dude, but this the influences for caring for for that character was cool. Moving forward, I will get into that just in a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so MCU, uh, aka Marvel, started in 1939. This was also the start of World War II. Long story short, both DC and MCU have had a big ass boxing match for almost a hundred years, give or take. MCU, Marvel Comics. Oh. MCU is Marvel Comic Universe. Nathan, <laughs> am I speaking down to you yet? Am I condescending yet? <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Marvel Cinema Universe. Marvel Cinema Universe. Okay, go ahead. Like I said, they have DC and MCU, aka Marvel, <laughs> have been have been in this boxing match for almost a hundred years, give or take twenty years. Ooh, that's a long time. Just giving you the death stare because No, I'm being real. I feel like you're mocking me right now. You're mock you mock me all the time, bro. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, go ahead. Okay. Um. So the first, the first character that I'm going to discuss the influences on are Superman. Motherfucker. I could have done that for you. Ah, uh, dude, just give it. Okay. Go ahead. I'm moving forward. Yeah. Three versions of this guy. There's three versions that were influenced, uh-huh. and the first one was a telepathic villain. I don't know who, who the fuck who, who created. Jerry Siegel, something Siegel. Jerry, uh, Jerry Siegel, yeah. Uh, 
The second one was a time traveling metahuman. Somehow, I I don't I don't know, but I like the the last one, which is a virtue. He was a virtuous Earth oriented superhuman possessing crazy powers, kind of like Popeye, but with spinach all the time. <laughs> that, um, that was a steroid. The other influences was John Carter, and it was by so John Carter of Mars, mm-hmm. Edgar That's Rice, like Edgar Rice Burroughs, uh, nineteen twelve. Crazy. I like the movie, John Carter. Did you watch that shit? Unfortunately, I did not. It wasn't bad. Yeah. A lot of people didn't really like it. It was underrated, I think, for me. Was this a pre, like, pre, before Superman hero movies? Or? Dude, this was, you mean the book or you mean, like, the movie? The movie. Yeah, it was before Man of Steel. Okay. Yeah, this is when I was, like, not really engrossed in DC films. This wasn't even. Or, I mean. Sorry. It wasn't even DC. It was just kind of like a. It was by. It was one of his writings. Jerry Siegel. No, Edgar Rice Burroughs. Oh, Edgar Rice Burroughs. So that was in 1912. This was a character freaking post dating any kind of superhero. Wow. Uh, and then there also the other influence was uh, Hugo Danner by. It was from Gladiator by Philip Wiley. That mm-hmm. was in 1930. Which I read a piece of, and it was pretty good. So those were his influences. Uh, so the the Hugo Danner influence was the injecting of some sort of special serum into a fetus, and making the fetus grow, and the fetus has some superpower. I don't know exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to be as accurate as possible. Yeah, that sounds pretty um, scientific there. So, that's all I can give you for Superman. Superman. The next one. Oh, you're, you, go, you go ahead. Yeah. So, go ahead, we're going to go into Spider-Man. You know, at Marvel's loved own Spider-Man. Um, who, obviously, there there is actually, before I'll give a premise, Stanley is, is the person who is known for Spider-Man, but there has been a long debate between Steve Ditko and Jack Kirby about who created Spider-Man. Um, there's controversies of stolen credit in the, the comic in itself. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting. But of course, as we know, as newbies, Stanley is the man who created Superman. I mean, Superman, Spider-Man. Right. But there have been controversies between the writing of Ditko and Kirby. I mean, I know that, uh, he would talk about Ditko and him. Right. But there was like an issue I saw where he Back gave, then. yeah, he gave credit to Ditko on one and then the next thing he wasn't on there. Whoa. Yeah, I think it was it was interesting. And uh I don't know how Jack Kirby got in the fold of this, but they definitely had an issue. I don't know if they had a fallout, but they definitely had issues between who created Spider Man. Nuts. Um, but anyways. Balls. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So uh Stan Lee's so inspiration, so I'm basing off Stan Lee is that he was looking for a character with a unique superpower or a new creation. And was it a fly first? Yeah. <laughs> no, legit. For real? Yeah, I'm oh, serious. Shit. Oh, shit. Thanks for spoiling it. Did you read the same article I read? No. So literally, he saw a fly crawling on the wall and was like, wow, what if a person has the power to stick to a wall like an insect? Um, so he thought about it, like, what should I call him? 
and he was thinking maybe Mosquito Man, but that didn't, you know, that doesn't sound so glamorous. And then he even went more down the line of Insect Man, but that's still, I mean, we have Ant-Man, but Insect Man still didn't um, really stick out. But uh, he finally figured it out, you know, Spider-Man. And don't forget the hyphen, that's very important in Spider-Man. Apparently they get really mad if you don't add the hyphen to Spider-Man. So it's mysterious, dramatic. Where is that from? Huh? For real? Like you? No, they, I read they, that. I read that they, they freak out if you don't put a hyphen between spider and man. I don't know. I mean, I heard that's like that's that's a distinct spiders dash man. Okay, maybe it's an old golden age thing. I don't know. Spider hyphen man. Yeah, spider hyphen man. Don't forget the hyphen. Uh, but but he is basically a hero that you can relate to. Um, a, a real life person with real life problems, and that was the premise that Stanley came up with. Literally, you took my answer. <laughs> Fly on the wall. That's yeah. crazy. And then he just wanted to make it more real, like a you know we break out break down Peter Parker. He's a real person. He works. He goes to school. Has a girlfriend. Has a you know his uh, great aunt. So he didn't have any type of. So it was just him looking at the wall. He Pretty saw a fucking much. fly. He, okay, he, he was thinking about how can I make this unique? Because I think at the time, most when you think of superheroes, they have a, a crazy, like crazy background story. That must have been nuts to to like. I mean, really. I mean, I'm talking in speculation of yeah. uh, Kirby, Ditko, and Stan Lee with this whole who thought of who thing. Right, because I mean, I think Ditko was Ditko the the artist. He was. Or was he a writer? He was a co-creator, I think. And then uh, Kirby was the artist. Jack Kirby. Yeah, Kirby, I think was the artist. Yeah, I, I think I, I believe Kirby was the one. Sorry, I think I said Ditko, but one of them didn't receive the the proper. I think Ditko. Yeah, because Kirby did a whole bunch of shit. Kirby like Jack. I mean, uh, Captain America and the Shield. Yeah. I mean, they're all known for everything, but I think Stanley wanted to go outside of the box and think something something relatable, but yet still unique. I mean, if you think about it this way, you see spiders every day, right? Yeah, majority. I'm, I'm very scared of spiders. I mean, not like hardcore scared. There's a spider right there. Not hardcore scared, like little brother is? But yes. <laughs> so, so spiders, you know, they 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 are there around every day, and he wants to make it relatable to an everyday character. So that's Spider-Man. legit. I think Peter Parker is the most uh, like Earth-bound hero, as opposed to uh, as opposed to like other heroes. Right, but if you look at what was the one cartoon movie of Spider-Man? What do you mean cartoon movie? No, on the, the animated movie of Spider-Man. The animated series. Oh, you're talking about um, Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, where they had different versions. Those, some of those weren't... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Spider-Pig mm-hmm. and Noir. Yeah, yeah, Well, Noir was kind of weird, real. Noir. It was like a Spider- Noir, yeah. But, then, yeah. but uh, I figured... I think that Spider-Man, or Peter Parker, is the most real. Because, you know, it's everyday person. Yeah. I agree. Your friendly neighborhood. Uh-huh. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Anyway, let's go move forward. Okay. Um, I got the Hulk for my final. I thought I have the Hulk. 
No, you have Human Torch. No, you you said Human Torch, and I have both. I have Human Torch? Yes. Oh, shit. I have nothing on Human Torch. Okay, then that... Go ahead and do Hulk. <laughs> Go ahead and do Hulk. You even texted me. I know, I know, I know. My bad, my bad. I freaked out. Anyways. Go ahead, go do okay, the Hulk. Okay, the Hulk. We'll be our final, our final guy. <laughs> we'll be our final okay. guy. Okay, how about this? If you know the origins of Human Torch, go ahead and email us at comicnewbies 619 Please. Gmail.com. Because I know it's Human Torch Comics. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, know the, the rest of it. Right. I just discovered about Hulk Hulk because he's my favorite character. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Go ahead. Move um, literally, um, the creative Hulk. The reason why he created Hulk because he was inspired by a woman who lifted a car. A woman who lifted a car because her baby was caught under the running board of the car. So the little child was playing and he was crawling from the gutter onto the sidewalk under the running board of the car. And uh, the mother was, I guess she freaked out and she looked and she saw her son. Uh, maybe immobile in desperation she lifted the rear end of the car it came up and the sun um, I guess that's all that happened and um, it's amazing because it's almost that superhuman within us when you kind of get to that uh, adrenaline rush that rage as they speak that we can kind of get into like if you like put a bunch of morphine in yourself so that's what the inspiration for Hulk, because you really look at Hulk as a human being with a gamma ray, obviously having that within himself, his body, and uh, he became more inspired, like, it just became more real to him, and just thinking about that, that's basically the basis of the Hulk, it's just based off of that woman who used her uncanny ability to lift a car to save her you didn't you didn't see any you didn't find anything else that influenced it that's what i found why you found something different well yeah let me hear yours then well that's cool because i'd never heard that one yeah i read about that so what is you that's crazy yeah so it's just it's almost like the same thing with uh stanley the the inspiration of seeing the fly stick to the wall the writer, or the writer Hulk was like, oh, this lady's lifting a car with her, like, not necessarily superhuman abilities, but just her able to lift See, a car. That's dope because I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, I apologize. Uh, despite what you said, which is really interesting, because it's like a natural thought process. Right. Um, you know, seeing the wall on the, or seeing the, the fly on the wall or you know um looking at a mom who has like an actual inert strength to save their child yes the adrenaline will help fucking lift the car uh-huh uh i this was actually on live tv i don't know if it was on live tv or if it was a commentary mm -hmm. um the influence was a cross between dr jekyll and mr hyde oh and mary shelley's frankenstein where did you find that In the internet. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I, I don't... It's a little sad to me because mm -hmm. you can get pissed off about something and then turn into the Hulk. 
I mean, that's that's the only thing that I found. Like, yeah, for me, the, it's the history part. Like, yo, you actually read Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, a book from 1886. It was a gothic novella from a Scottish writer, Scottish, and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Mary Shelley being a woman who has suffered through uh, the loss of her baby and wanting her baby to come back and finding a way to create something that resembles her baby. And she comes up with Frankenstein. So mm. I, I, I don't know. That's just me just finding what you, cause we, as, as people who read comics and then the writers yeah. find their own influences, like right. especially the new, newer nuances of comic uh-huh. genres. Yeah. They find, uh, influences and it doesn't have to be superman or captain america or... it just has to be what it has to be not has to be what it has to be like where do you find your influences that you can date back to the 1900s for god's sakes so i i don't know i don't know that's just my final thought <laughs> but yeah this the last one was for me it's kind of sad because the hulk is you have to watch your heart rate or some shit and or he'll die yeah yeah, that's sad. But what if he's having, you know, sexy time, and his heart rate goes okay. past a certain okay. time, and then like you, you kind of okay. turn into the dog. Dude, don't get shy. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to be <laughs> I'm real. I'm trying here. to find out where you got the Jekyll and Hyde thing. I didn't realize. Anyways, with our final thoughts being said, yeah, let's move on. Let's go. That's all you, buddy. What do you What do you got for this next one? So, this next segment, um, shout out to Jaden Cruz. What up, Jaden? I hope you're listening. Um, you know, we want to get you here. He works at, uh... It's the Rock... It's, I think it's the deli over there. Uh, Rocket next Subs, to TC Rockets. Rocket Subs Pizza Subs. Yeah. Next to TC Rocket Comic. Yummy food, by the way. Yes. If you're in Mission Valley, Mission Gorge, Waring Road, take a left. So... Anyways, um... So he gave us a message, a direct message on our Instagram, and he wanted to, he was really, I would say, energized or inspired. Very gung-ho about this. Yeah. I mean, I've never, I've seen people very passionate about it, but he's very passionate about it, and I hope that we can get him on here one time so that he can elaborate. But he wanted to talk about toxic fan bases. Um, Not a very new type of uh i thought it was just recent but this shit's been going on for no, a minute i'm pretty sure it's uh so if we just break down the adjective obviously it's poisonous unpleasant harmful extremely bad fandom uh so it basically it's like a deep dark underbelly it's what they like to say it's very notorious fandoms that kind of change the genre or try to dictate how it's supposed to be I guess, observed. What do they do? Petition shit? Uh, I mean, for the most part, it's just like, imagine, let's make the, so one of them is a f- football fan, Toxic Base. And we, we know that because we're both football fans. Okay. And you think about them. So, okay, so let's, yeah. I would, we both call each other Charger fans. Yes. And if you know less of something, uh-huh. I'm going to tell you, you're not a fucking Charger fan. Right. Is but that what is that? Is that what pretty it's about? much, pretty much. But so I, it seems but, to me that these fuckers 
quote but, unquote fans <laughs> feel on. like they're more bullies to me. Yeah, but then I, I meant I regress. I meant to say like football, like soccer. Oh, those guys. Well, fuck that then. <laughs> well, well, okay. We we American football fans are very passionate. And we love our sport, but if you look at soccer fans, yo, that's not that's uh-huh. like on another like level. They they get into fights. Uh, you know, they can they can ruin the the game. They can dictate sometimes the way things they want. So there's uh huh, like football factory or uh, what do you call that? Me, uh, Green Street hooligans, right? And it's I read there's been instances in Europe, South America, where people have been killed because of their opinions about their football team. That's nuts. That's toxic. Like... We're talking about a sport where they're just kicking... I mean, it means a lot to a lot of the world besides Americans. But the fact is, you know, it's very popular, but the fact that you die because of a sport, because of your opinion, that's like mafia status. Yeah, you need to watch Green Street Hooligans. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> there's also what they call like um, metalheads, and this is not this is not a bash to anybody who's a metalhead, but they're like really ag- apparently they're quick to aggression, and they shove their taste to you. Like if you're not into metal, then what kind of music are you listening to? Like, aren't you a, like you should be a metal fan? Like, why don't you listen to metal? Like, it's basically they're 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 almost like a re- resounding gong that keeps. Speaking what they want to hear. I mean, I have my strong opinions about episodes of TV shows. Uh-huh. You know, movies, even comic books. I even have a strong opinion about Superman. But I don't go stabbing people. Right. Uh, if if they like Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we can move more like anime fans. And they're just all about just anime. And if you don't know, if you don't read manga, then you're not a true anime fan. Um, Talk about YouTubers, obviously, like they have a culting cult follow, and if you don't know about any of those type of YouTubers, and you're not, you're not, uh, you're not what's it called? You're not relevant to them. Like for example, you know PewDiePie, he got famous on YouTube, right? Millionaire. And, yeah, and if you don't know who he is, then uh, if you're not part of the fan base, then who are you? It's very like negative. It's like talking down. Uh, but I believe uh, there's more like Steve Universe, Nintendo, anti fans. Hentai? No, not hentai. Anti. Anti? Oh I thought you God. said hentai. I'm like. Anti. Why would you. A N T I. Anti. Okay, what's anti mean? Uh, this is a. These people are highly against a particular fan base or incredibly hostile toward it or anything close to it. Like, oh, I'm, I hate those metalheads or those football fans are terrible. No, oh, anti something. Yeah. So, so uh, like anti fan adjective. Wait, what the fuck is an anti? What's anti under? It's not an adjective. It's a. <laughs> I don't know my grammar. Anti, yeah, it's a, it's an adjective. Describing something. So this like, is weird, bro. It is weird. I mean, but it exists everywhere. But I think like you, trollers type yeah, shit. Kinda. I mean, if you just look at one part of the genre of YouTube, um, you have a bunch of people on there who think they know it all, and then they they, they are cult to their 
to their interests and their likings. So they kind of just harbor over those videos and they post, comment, and then they can attack certain individuals in a certain way. So that's just the, the surface of toxic fan bases. But I think when we get jaded on here, we want to focus. The focal point, obviously, is because we're comic uh, enthusiasts. And there are, I can say there are trash toxic fan bases. Like, so we don't want to really do that. You want to delve too much into this. Yeah, because Jaden will break it down but obviously to a T because I don't this is confusing to yeah me. I mean there's guys who just like independent stuff and they hate they don't like streamline comics they hate Marvel and DC gosh why are you crazy. looking at me like it's I'm I have a fucking Rorschach that I have to read still she's more like independent oh lord I'm kidding I'm just trolling you see you? No, no, I'm just giving that's I'm giving you an example of that's the toxic what, no you're not man <laughs> no you're not did you even watch King Kong Godzilla, what's you did. Well, you what's didn't. The trailer, you didn't though. Jesus, trash! How could you not watch? You that? didn't, bro. You didn't watch uh, Skull Island. I did. Okay. I just wanted to see. Do you even watch Critical Role? You're, you're whack. <laughs> by the way, I'm playing. But no, no, we're moving on. We're moving forward now. <laughs> yeah, we we can't wait to get Jaden on here because I'm pretty sure he has a big opinion about this, and we can discuss other things about him, and he could plug whatever businesses he's. Yeah, definitely. Okay. But uh, we're excited. Hopefully, we'll get him soon. We're, we're planning to get some guests on here. Pretty soon. Uh, of course, safety first. But yes. we'll, figure out, we'll, we'll figure out a way to get them on here. Even if we record at midnight. Dude. Yeah. I mean, worst, worst comes worst. We could always Zoom. Yeah. And then just record the audio. <laughs> anyway, so we can move to our last segment. Love interest in comics. Why did you come up with this one? I came up with this one? Yeah, bro. What's wrong with you? I like that you're looking down while you say that. <laughs> it's all about love. I mean... Discussing the love stories through many of these comic book runs that we have read. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there is the... This is something that's not very, I guess, obvious in all comics. But it happens. There are love interests... I mean, for example, some of the very obvious ones. Some of the very obvious ones are like um, Lois Lane and Clark Kent. You have your Cyclops and Jean Grey. And with a hint of Wolverine, because you know Wolverine liked that Dark Phoenix. You're, you're a little naughty right now. <laughs> looking at uh, me while you're saying that. Yeah, the <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me look over here. We have the Spider Man, Mary Jane. Um, but those are the greatest ones of uh, from what I read of so, all time. What I read, I mean, I didn't read that. I, that's just very obvious. We we see a lot of that on on cinema and shit. Yeah. Um, the one that I've read, which you know, there are only a few comics, would be um, Bruno and Kamala of. Magnificent is Marvel, which is very high school. Oh, that's cool. This one is also very complicated. And everything, every complication of a love interest starts with a fucking kiss. It has to be with a kiss, man. That's why I'm I'm like... I mean, Seal said the best. He's from a rose from the grave. 
You're not even singing it, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> Good job, though. You sound lovely. You sound Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're blessing me, bro. Uh, so, uh, what is, so that's all you read, which was... No, no, the, these are just... The, okay, what did you read recently? So, the, um, well, personally, there that I have read in Love Interest, it's not brewing, but in Crossover, there's Otto, and I forgot the dude's name, but uh, he's the son of a preacher man. Son of a preacher, man. <laughs> and basically, they're they're rivals. But it's like they're turn, they're totally gonna like fall for each other. What was what's comic? Crossover. Crossover. Yeah, Otto is the daughter. Her parents got caught up in the bubble, so she works for a comic book store. And then there's this. I'm boring you. You're haunted. But there's this other. Yeah, I don't really like crossover. <laughs> Just kidding. You I take I, that back. I listen. I watched. You take that. I watch. I'm sorry, not watched. I read the third one, and it's not bad. Okay, but anyways, so <laughs> we have that that I I mean that I can think of a love interest, but but from stuff I've I read is like, uh, Spawn and Wanda Simmons, Al Simmons and Wanda Simmons. Did you say Spawn? Yeah, Wanda and Al were meant to be together. They loved each other. Nothing could keep them apart. Not even death. So after being murdered murdered during a covert operation, Al finds himself in hell, which we talked about last week. He enters into the, this deal with one of the leaders of hell, uh, Malabolgia, to make, Malabolgia. Way, to make his way back to Earth with his one true love. When he gets there, years have passed. Wanda has remarried her, his best friend, Terry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Sounds like Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, uh, Terry, uh, the detective. Yeah, they have two. They have a, a child named Xian. Um, so he can't, un- unable to give his love for, for Wanda, Al becomes a family's personal protector, keeping themselves safe from things that go bump in the night. Hmm. Sounds like uh, Jean Grey, Cyclops, and X, and uh, Wolverine. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you want me to keep going or no? The, you don't even read these. Did you read? The, you read Spawn. I read Spawn. I watched the movie. Okay, fine. I believe you. I mean, that's movie suck, but <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, there's one of my favorite ones, which is Silk Spectre and Doctor Manhattan Watchmen. That's the God. most obvious one. Uh huh. Doctor Manhattan is nearly devoid of emotion. There's nothing that he does not see in terms of sight. It's almost impossible to believe that he would have any attachment to any one person. Yet, the Spectre, so Spectre, brings out the little piece of humanity in him. It's Manhattan's love for Laurie, which actually makes him come back to Earth to save the human race from impending doom. Impending doom. Okay, I have some. There's like a naughty time that I saw in in uh in Watchmen, but I'm not gonna. Okay. That was yeah, that was when they played the song Hallelujah. We know with Night Owl. That's not the one. Okay. The one where Doctor Manhattan has like three of himself, and he's like satisfying oh, okay, Silk Spectre. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you are. You're just something else. Going on. <laughs> um, there's something I did, actually didn't know. Um, so to have three of yourself, like to to have the power of three okay. of yourself. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. What? Uh, there was 
Um, in Sin City, John John Hardigan and Nancy Callahan. Is that the one, the stripper? Yes. Uh, the what's her name? What's her name? Nancy. Nah, man. The the movie Jessica one. Alba. Yes. Yeah. So while well, they kind of they kind of grew their love together when he was locked up. Boy's like ninety years old and she's like thirty one. Yeah, remember he he kind of protected her when she was like younger. Like a kid. Sure, bro. But she grew up. Yeah, and you know, the, the, okay, dude, <laughs> just a freaking comic book. God. No, Jessica Alba is in that. Okay, yes. Okay. I know. Um, this is a little segue. I didn't know about this. In Archie Comics, um, Kevin Keller and Clay Walker. Is um, that the same sex? Yeah. Okay, we're moving toward the next question. Yes. Okay, can I go with mine now? Go ahead. Since you said like seventy five things, I thought you want. I thought you were just gonna ask me questions because you don't want to talk about legit. Love. Okay, <laughs> the only one that I have read that is same sex would be the recent one is Abbott nineteen seventy three. Oh, that one has a same sex couple in there. Yeah, I don't know her name, but she's really cool uh, superhero. But she is her partner is a woman, so that's cool. Wow, that's, that's really interesting. But that's all I have right now because I don't, I don't, I didn't get the second uh, issue of Abbott nineteen seventy three. But she like has, she deals with like spirits and shit. So it's really like mystical. Yeah, it said like nineteen seventy three, like Nixon and the Watergate scandal, whatever the fuck. That's interesting. Anyways, go ahead with your ninety five. Uh... <laughs> you don't care about love, okay? What's love got to do? You keep singing. Because it's, it's exciting. I like talking about love, okay? Okay. Because I know you love Twilight. You're glowing right now. I actually really do like Twilight. Yeah. I'm Team Jacob. <laughs> and I love Alice. I'm Team Jacob. Alice is like the hottest thing ever. Alice? Yeah. I do. Oh, you don't know who Alice is? I know She's, Alice. No, you don't. You're looking at me with a question mark eyebrow. I did because you said Alice. Alice, dude. Yeah, I know. Like, Who's Alice, bro? Duh. The sister. Of? Robert Pattinson. No, it's Edward Cullen. <laughs> I like that you're exposing you right now. You're, that was me, my friend. You're glowing, dude. Why are you exposing you right now, bro? Because you said you don't want to talk about this segment of love, and now you... Twilight I'm a romantic <laughs> Twilight brings out the love in you, bro. Just admit it. Except freaking Kristen Stewart. Never mind. Okay. I'm not trying to be one hey. of those, those fans. Anyways, you're toxic, man. Um, so, a segue into speaking of gay marriage, we had in the Astonishing X-Men number 51, one of the first of the uh, unions of man and man. Um, Northstar and Kyle Janadu, they tie the knot in Astonishing X-Men number 51. It is quite unlike other superhero winnings. Oh, actually, I... I digress. Sorry. Side note: I do have the Deadpool wedding. I have that. I picked it up at Comic Con like twenty twelve, so like a century ago. Yeah, about nine years ago, buddy. So in this, uh, what we have? Who does he marry in that issue? Uh, so North Star marries Kyle Janadu. In oh, in Deadpool. In the Deadpool wedding. Man, it's been so long. I forget. Okay, moving forward. I think it's the same love interest he has in the movies. Miranda Bright background? I think so. I have to, to reread it. It's been on years. 
But anyways, it was written by Marjorie Lowe and Mike Liu. Excuse me if I bashed your name. And Mike Perkins. Um, so this is like a highly publicized marriage. It's less about the circumstance and pomp, but more the nature and the union of the wedding itself. It just basically was, it's weird because it, it's like comic became political. So it's because I think that was like the same year that they, uh, sort of addressed that in America in respect to like same sex units, same sex unions. Um, but yeah, they said that really the the human aspect is truly like the the highlight of Mike Perkins' artwork. He really tries to evoke an emotion, so you kind of see this love um, that they are giving to each other in, in uniting this. Turn around <laughs> every now and then. I get a little bit terrified. See the fucking look in your uh, eyes. Okay. Um, <laughs> turn around so basically we hope that they live happily ever after in this uh, union on a comic book and you never think that they would really cover this genre of love in a comic book but that was the first known openly same sex union in a comic book that we that I know other than that Archie one because I don't think they, they were just already predicted or predicated to be together. But then this was like, okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> what else do we have to ask about that? Well, discussing the first interracial interspecies love interest in a comic book of history. Oh, yeah. Did you cover that? Well, I mean, the only one that I've known and I've seen was Gamora and Star-Lord. Because Gamora is like an interspecies, so she's like an alien. Sorry, I thought you were going to say because she's African-American. No. She's she's an alien, yeah. Yeah. But then she's played by... uh, Go ahead. Rosario Dawson. No, dude. Zoe Zaldana. Zoe Zaldana. You, you are Res- dis- sorry. Rosario Dawson played um, recently in Mandalorian. She played. I'm not talking about Mandalorian. Talking about Star Lord and Gamora. Yes, she is an intergalactic being. Thank you. The daughter of Thanos. Okay. Adopted daughter. Okay. So not blood related. Do you have anything else to add? Intergalactic relationships. Interracial or inter. Uh, I can't spaces. Spaces. Interspaces. Oh my gosh, you're making me <laughs> look up on the fly. You don't have to look up on the fly. Uh, if you didn't find anything, you don't have to look it up because that's uh, fine. We could just stick with Gamora and Star Lord. Go ahead. Well, Lewis and Clark. From what? Lois Lane is a is human, and Clark Kent is is not. Where is he from, bro? Azrael. He, he's Kryptonian. He's from Krypton. Nathan Montemayor. Azrael. It's not from. <laughs> mm. You cook my grits, boy. 
<laughs> Whoa. You cooking my grits hey for there, real. fella. Yes, he's Kryptonian. Okay. All of a sudden, you know he's Kryptonian? Yeah. Where's his dog from? Krypton. Ruff, <laughs> <laughs> ruff. Well, at least you know that it, that was an interspecies, intergalactic species Did you have any more intergalactic species? No, sir, I don't. Because the only movie that I've seen recently was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, 2, 1, 2. There's also Professor Xavier and Chiar and Briss. Can you repeat that? Professor X and Chiar and Briss. Lilandra. Cool. Howard the Duck. <laughs> Who cares about Howard the Duck, dude? Dude, he's mad. He's a, he's a man. Why? Well, I, I like Howard the Duck. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> Obviously, the, oh, you know what? More, it's not, I guess not really intergalactic species, but it's, it's like a technological creation and a, and a, like a superhuman, is a Wanda division. Wanda and Vision. Yeah. If you if you're watching Disney Plus, that's did you finally catch up? Didn't I give you a secret word when we were driving, or like I said it to you? I didn't want to say. Can I say it here? I don't care. Pietro. Who's Pietro? The brother of Wanda, nice. aka Quicksilver. Good job. Yeah. Which which Pietro? Not the X Men Pietro. Oh, it is X Men Pietro. <laughs> I got you three for three right now, bro. Ah, okay, whatever. Yes, the X-Men Pietro. It's amazing. So it makes you think, segue, that possibly that they're going to make big barriers and have X-Men in the Marvel Universe. It's like a freaking physics, a physics um, problem and shit to just, to tell people what the fuck is going on. You have to write this whole chingadera on the, on the fucking chalkboard did you figure that out though did you think that he was there that was like a total <clears throat> i don't know i don't know what he's doing i don't know what the director or whoever is doing it doing is doing all i know is really good because it reminds me of freaking i love lucy and not dream of genie brady bunch that nothing to do with that all in the family <laughs> but anyway i think they're gonna go to full house Anything you guys want to add for this last segment, since it's a love interest one, give us give us a little DM on our Instagram, Comic Newbies. Slide into the DM. Simon. Simon. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? It's slang for yeah. Simon. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we are close to our 50, we're past the 50 minute mark. Hopefully you're still listening to us rant and Turn around every now and okay, dude. We're gonna get flagged. We're not gonna get flagged, bro. Oh yeah, because this is even start the song. Oh wow, <laughs> you're a dick. You're addicted to you. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you thank again for you listening. Guys, um, we hope to hear from you guys soon. That is it for comic newbies. Yes, we'll see you on the next episode. episode comic and newbies. Yeah, <laughs> comic newbies. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't say Joker and Holly Quinn. But anyways, okay. Joker and Holly Quinn. That's it. All right. Okay. Okay, later, guys. Peace out. Later. Bye.